Coming up on today's Locked On NHL, it's Eastern Conference Wednesday. We've already had the New York Islanders stave off elimination. How much longer can certain teams stay alive? And can the Toronto Maple Leafs make it past the first round for the first time since 2004? Those answers and more on today's edition of the Locked On NHL podcast, which is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Get your seats with a view, see the seats on the website, and then use code LOCKEDONNHL at game time. This is the Locked On NHL podcast. It's your team every day. Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen on this Wednesday, April 26th. I'm Ross Levitan with Mike DiStefano, as always. You can find me at Locked On Senators and Mike over at Locked On Leafs. As I mentioned, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Mike, what do you think the get-in price is for Game 5 Leafs Lightning in Toronto? Do you know the answer, or are you just asking for... uh... I got the answer. Okay, okay. So are you just like baseline? Like what would it cost to get in if you found all the chump change you possibly could to get a nosebleed seat? At game time, time, the cheapest seat is actually in the lower bowl. No way. Row 30, section 122 at game time. What's the get-in price? I'm going to go, if it's lower bowl, I'm going to go... Three hundred and twelve dollars. You know that Leaf fans have the passion. The cheapest ticket right now, eight hundred and forty U.S. dollars. Over a thousand dollars to get in for Game Five. Is that the mood in Leafs fan in uh, Toronto right now? I meant to say three thousand and twelve dollars. By the way, is what I meant to say. Mm. Just knowing that the prices for these tickets are absolutely insane right now. Look, that's that's the hottest ticket. Obviously, I mean, you had the Jays that were in town this week. No Raptors, very clearly. But anyone who's anybody wants a, a ticket to Game Five because it's the first time in twenty years that you could watch this Toronto Maple Leafs team actually punch their ticket into round two of the Stanley cup playoffs. Everyone wants to be there to witness history in this new Maple Leaf squad. Like it's a completely, you know, it's a, it's a different generation of fan that are going to be witnessing, you know, a, a round victory for the very first time. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised that, uh, that it's a few hundred bucks or over a thousand Canadian, I suppose to get into that game. Cause it's, it's going to be, man, it's going to be a good one. So you know that the Toronto Maple Leafs going in to last game were 1-9 and nine in the Marners-Matthews era when leading a series. They were able to come back and win that game in Tampa miraculously. Three goals in the last, what, eight minutes, nine minutes of the game. They get it done. They're back home. Is there still a seed of doubt? Because to me, as an outsider, as a known Leafs hater, <laughs> I'm coming to grips with the fact they're going to win this series. And that says something, but dude, there's always got to be a little, a little seed of doubt. Like 
in order to really change the minds, I think, of every single Leaf fans, even the most optimistic ones, they got to actually do the damn thing. Like, until I see it, until they've won the fourth game of a best of seven, I still will be weary of it because the Maple Leafs have been here before where they were up 3-1 on the Montreal Canadiens and pissed it away. They were up 3-2 on the Tampa Bay Lightning last year and weren't able to close out. They lost two straight games in six and then game seven and were eliminated again for the sixth straight year in the first round. Now, 3-1 against this team, the way that they're playing feels like this year is different. A lot of different things kind of are, are happening right now. And, you know, the aura is good. The vibes are good in Leafs Nation. But until they actually do get it done, there's 100% going to be a little bit of, of doubt in the back of minds of, of most of Leafs Nation, 1,000%. Yes, but it has been an impressive series so far. And, and what a pickup Ryan O'Reilly's been. Hey, just big Dude. goal after big goal. The weird part is, like, if you actually break down the series, though, like Toronto probably should not be leading the series. Like, at best, they, they would should be happy to be leaving Tampa with a split. But realistically, Tampa's outplayed Toronto in three of the four games. But the guy you just mentioned has come up big and clutch. And because of that, the because of what they were able to do in Tampa Bay, two straight comebacks, and then to win it in overtime it is just astounding. Um, Big-time performances. And, and that guy... Ryan O'Reilly has been right at the the forefront of all of it, whether it's, you know, scoring the game tying goal in game three and then whipping the puck back to Ryan uh, to to Morgan Riley for the game winner, whether it's being a big part of things, obviously, when it comes to, you know, being on uh, being on the ice for a couple of those goals and that comeback victory, getting that goal for Bachari, you know, like it's just he seems to be on the ice whenever good things are happening for Toronto. He's been a massive pickup, massive. So Toronto will have that opportunity to close out the series. If not, in the next game, they'll have two more chances with the Tampa Bay Lightning down 3-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Locked on Lightning has all the reaction, calling it the biggest collapse in franchise history. The video's got over 31,000 views, and if you haven't seen it yet, it's the perfect depiction of the Locked On Podcast Network, Mikey, because on one side, you've got Locked On Leafs where you had that same vibe after game one and now we're seeing just the swings that you can have in a best of seven well i think what was the the title of that video there again from adam danker a friend over at locked on lightning because i couldn't help but kind of chuckle when i heard what the title of that was because it was what again the worst playoff lost in franchise history period lightning now on the verge of elimination like Leaf fans just have to sit back and chuckle at that because the fact that a game four loss is the worst loss in franchise history just goes to speak to how much success and how spoiled Tampa fans had been. Like Adam Danker, host of Locked on Lightning, I implore you to go and rewatch 2013 game seven Leafs in Boston and tell me that 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 is worse than what Leaf fans have gone through. At least this loss, you live to fight another day, right? The Lightning lived to fight another day. It wasn't a Game 7 collapse. It was Game 4, and there's still an opportunity for them to get off the mat here and uh, and and make it a series. Now, I think Toronto's going to close it out, if not in 5. Hopefully they can get it done in 6. But uh, to call if that's the worst loss in franchise history, 
that uh, that that means that Tampa's been a pretty spoiled fan base here of late. You laugh because it's a game four loss, but I would argue that the Lightning's worst loss was a game four loss when they got swept in 2019 after having the best record in NHL history at the time. Yeah. It's since been won up by the Boston Bruins, but. I, I did get a smirk out of that, but Adam does great work. So go check that out over at Locked on Lightning. And for the Leafs perspective, of course, Mike and Dave Morasuti have you covered five days a week over at Locked on Leafs. Locked on NHL has local experts on the biggest stories. So make sure you're subscribed to every single Locked on show. We didn't even talk about Michael Bunting ending his suspension, but not his time in the press box. Oh, good thing. Locked on Leafs show th- today had all that. So go check that out. Coming up next, we've got more series to cover. We're recording a little later in the day, so it'll just be a quick note on Boston, Florida, because they are about to drop the puck in mere minutes. But we do have two other series. One, staved off elimination. The other, felt like it was over. The fans were giving it to each other after game two. And now the New York Rangers are heading back to New Jersey 2-2 with home ice advantage back in the devil's favor. All that conversation is coming up next. You are listening to Locked on NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. Now, don't forget... Planning months in advance is unnecessary. Go to game time for the best last-minute ticket deals right up to the day of the event. And that includes flash deals, so always check back. They will game time guarantee it, meaning you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section for cheaper, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seats before you buy. You'll know exactly where you are before you arrive. So go there right now. Game time. And because you're a listener of Locked On NHL, you are entitled to a very good discount. $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL. That's Locked On NHL for $20 off at Game Time. Game Time. Locked On NHL. <laughs> are listening to Locked On NHL. I'm Ross Levitan from Locked On Senators alongside Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs. Before we get back to a lot of playoff action we got going on, the NHL decided to drop a little news this morning. The Global Series is back and both our teams will be heading to Stockholm. What do you think about this setup where four teams are going and each team will get to play twice? Rather, uh, sorry, twice we've seen before, but twice against two different teams while they're over there. I, I like it. I think it's pretty neat, actually, that they're going to send four teams over there and they'll allow these squads to be able to take on some different opponents. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily take away from, you know, a couple of games going back to back. I actually like the fact that they're doing something a little bit different and it gives the people of Sweden a chance to see not just, you know, superstars on two teams, but ultimately the point is to grow the game. So I've got four squads where there's some stars that, uh, you know, the, the good people of Sweden can 
check out four different squads, four different teams. Yeah, don't get me started. I got a lot of beefs with this. We don't have time for it. Nobody cares either because it's playoffs. People are like, oh, yeah. Of course, Ross wants to talk about the Global Series next November. But my biggest beef, I'll just keep it to one, grievance. It's like the doctor's office. Please just come in with one problem. We don't have time to see you for 18 different things. You have the Detroit Red Wings going over there. And you have the Ottawa Senators going over there. It's a less than one hour flight to get from Stockholm to Mannheim, Germany. Why do we keep having to go back to Sweden? The Ericsson Globe, it's a great rink. It seems like every year they just go back to that same place. If you want to grow the game, why not have two Mannheim legends, Tim Stutzla and Moritz Sider, going head-to-head in their home barn? It seats 16,000 people. I think the good people of Germany should be getting a game. So that's your that's your thing. You think they should be going in other places. Not that, the, that they're going to Sweden, but you want them to be in Mannheim. I mean, that's a good pitch. I think you should actually write Gary a little well, note and be like, Buds, why don't we try this? Why not? Ottawa just played in the same arena five years ago. They went over there in 2017 to the same rink. Yeah, and how'd that turn out? They won both games. But then when they came back, not good. But yeah, they went 2-0. Hey, they're 3-0-1 lifetime in the Erickson Globe. Okay, they split with Pittsburgh back there in 08 as well. So don't get me started. We're not – it's friendly confines. But I think – like Ottawa's Swedes are Eric Branstrom and Anton Forsberg. Like there are a lot of stars in the league from Sweden – yeah. Wilson it, it, and Daniel Alfredson aren't walking out on the ice over there. Like, this is not the, the Sens teams that always had Swedes. It's just, I don't know. I found it weird. I feel like Stutzla and, and whether it would be Edmonton with Dreisaitl or you have Moritz Sider literally going over there with Detroit, just feels like those teams should be playing in, in somewhere where it matters to both uh, fan bases. Right. And we saw that happen with the, at the, what was it? Yeah, it was actually. It was a regular season game. It was at the start of the regular season when we saw, you know, Thomas Hurdle play in his home rink. And then we saw, I can't remember who they played. It was that. In Swiss, I think it was uh, Minnesota went to, or sorry, LA went to Switzerland, I think. Kevin Fiala, or maybe it was New Jersey with Nico Heischer. Yes, it was. It was Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Those two played against one another and they got the, they got a couple of games in there and made sense, right? They were in their home building and in their home country and you know it was a easy to market around those guys totally yeah ottawa doesn't have the swedish market like they used to like it used to be cornered alfie carlson of course agnes arvidsson toronto though toronto makes sense right they've got a bunch of swedes out there william nylander obviously the the number one guy so and toronto minnesota, makes well, sense. minnesota has a lot of swedes as well brodine gustafson uh yeah. up front i mean Fiala is basically, or sorry, he's gone now. Actually, he's with LA. Uh, I, I've said that twice with uh, Fiala recently. But anyways, um, final point. And okay, here's what I'll finish with. Because you said stars. Last time Ottawa went over there, Carlson was the captain, and Landis Cog was the captain of Colorado. So they have to. They should pick teams where both of the captains are going home. That should be like a little, a little captain bonus if you're from overseas. You get to go home every once in a while and play against it. Well, I think even like hasn't Barkov played in Helsinki before? I think, yeah, I think against Columbus, right? Because it was Line A against. Uh, so they've done this before. They're not stupid. Yeah, just, I don't know why they chose Ottawa, other than they wanted to take two home games away from them. Well, I mean, when it comes to making money, hey, you got to take away home games from someone. It's like, yeah, we'll take away as many as possible from the Coyotes. And, and then we're like fifteenth in attendance, if not higher, this year. So I'm not going to stand stand for that. 
Yeah, how much of that was Leaf fans and Canadians fans making their way into the building? Four out of 41 of the games. Uh, I'm just playing, buddy. Come on now. Have a sense of humor, Mike. Oh, I'm actually going to find out right here. One, two, three, four. Leafs were fifth in attendance. Ottawa. Is it because they can't house as many people? Like There's only like 19,000 that you can put inside Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. It's so funny seeing the drop-off from San Jose at 31st place with 14,000 to Arizona, 4,600. Not even a sellout. <laughs> Not even a sellout every game. That was so good. It, uh, it was, it's a cool little spot. But that's neither here nor there. All right, so that's my, my grievances there. And, of course, with money being at the forefront, Ottawa and Toronto will not play against each other there. Uh, they'll each play different teams. The Leafs get to play against teams on the second half back-to-back both games. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit, Ottawa, Toronto, the uh, four teams that are going over to Sweden next November. Sweden, one of the most expensive countries to visit. I quickly looked up uh, hotel accommodations just to see, just to see. I was going to pitch it to the bosses that locked on and say, hey, send send Mikey and I over boots on the ground. We'll make some yeah. coffee, eat some meatballs, do all that good stuff that you do when in Sweden. But uh, Toronto, Toronto and Ottawa aren't playing though. Like they're both going over there and, and those are the two squads that aren't seeing each other. Exactly. The, the only, like, these are the two teams that play four or five times a year. Meanwhile, yeah. the only like road home game that I guess Minnesota could have Toronto in town for, they're like, nah, we're going to burn that. Yeah. Leaf fans that live in like, Southern Manitoba and Northwestern Ontario are probably so mad because I bet you a lot of them make the drive down to Minnesota once a year and go see the Leafs. Yeah, probably. Like up in Thunder Bay. I know that totally. uh, my co-host, Julia Tasheri, says that they used to do that all the time. They would either hop over to Winnipeg or they would go down to Minnesota. Totally. Yeah. It's a five and a half hour drive from here in Winnipeg to get to Minneapolis. So There you go. Yeah, so there's going to be some grumpy Leaf fans over here. I'm sure they'll be fine if uh, they can pull out this series. But which series do you want to touch on next, Mikey? Let's go uh, Let's go to the one that staved off elimination. Nice. The New York Islanders. Wow, it got frantic at the end of that game, though. Eh? It was like four minutes of puck possession inside the Islanders zone. The Hurricanes were storming, but they just could not get the equalizer in. That's what they're all about, though. And I think that's where you look at this team and you do have question marks with the injuries. They just got no one who could finish. I mean, outside of Sebastian Ajo, you know, you 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 came into the year assuming, okay, Sveshnikov, he's, he's ready to break out and be a true superstar shooter and a lethal, lethal player in the offensive zone. And he was that up until the injury. He's no longer at their disposal. So that's one guy who, in those times, you're expecting to come up big, tie the game for you. And then you were hoping when you traded it, you traded and brought in Max Pacioretty, he could do that. You know, guys put up 30 goals in how many years in a row here in the NHL, hoping that he could do that. Nope, unfortunately, another Achilles injury. He is not no longer with the team. And then game, was it one or two that Tara Vinen took the slash of the hand, broken hand, he's out for the series as well. So, you know, a lot of their offensive players who could drive a lot of offense and dudes who can finish, in particular with Sveshnikov and, and with Landiska, or um, uh, Pacioretty, you know, they're sitting there looking for a goal now, and all they can do is just zip the puck around. And, I mean, Sorokin's a tough cookie to crack anyways, as is. So when you're shorthanded in the goal-scoring department, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough for Carolina. And I think that's why the Islanders legitimately have a chance, man. They got a chance to pull this out. I know they're down. O two and they kind of would be pulling off a, a pretty big 
upset if they could win three straight to eliminate them. But man, with with Ilya Sorokin, I'm not counting that team out. I'm really not. He he was absolutely phenomenal, and, and I mean, he's had his moments in the series, as has has everyone in, in the NHL playoffs, but. Uh, in that third period, he just locked it down. 11 saves on 12 shots. Carolina outshoots the Islanders 36 to 22, and Sorokin stands. Yeah. I wonder what what the Islanders' record is when they get outshot by 10 or more when Sorokin's in net. I bet you it's 500 or better. Could very well be that. I mean, I've I've looked into their numbers, and the only reason why this team is in a playoff spot is because that guy stood on his head uh, early in the season, and they were rattling off some wins, keeping. Keeping up with teams, they weren't necessarily always leading the division by any stretch, but they were keeping up with the Joneses, and then eventually they won enough games after the trade deadline to kind of sneak into a playoff spot there at the end. But uh, did you see the the weird matrix level Sebastian Ajo situation that happened in the penalty box last night? No, what happened? So both Ajos ended up in the penalty box, both Sebastian Ajos, one on the Islanders, the defenseman, and then obviously the star in Carolina. And there's a, a, a video of both of them sitting there. And then at the exact same time, they decide to grab the cloth and, and clean their visors. At the exact same time, it was so bizarre. It's like you're in the Matrix. Both Ajos doing the exact same thing. That's, that's unbelievable. You knew it would happen eventually based on how, how whenever these guys play, it's microscope time. So for them to be looking in a mirror is just perfect, doing the exact same thing. That dude, took, same time. that dude took a, a pretty mean puck to the mouth last night, too. Not not in the way that Zach Hyman did either, where it turned into a goal. Oh, it did turn into a goal, just unfortunately on his own goaltender. Oh, I, I know which one I'd take. If I had to get hit in the face, I'd rather score on the, the proper net. I think I think I'm I'm with you there on that one, pal. Man, I was I was sitting close uh on the game Saturday, and Morgan Barron, speaking of faces. His eye up close, it's a different shade of yellow than I've ever seen before. And did you see what he did today at practice? No. He's taken off the cage. He's back to a visor, not even a week later. This guy, I can't believe he actually came back and played. How many zippers did he get? 75. 75 stitches down his face, and he's out here. Not He returned to the game, first and foremost, but then has continued to play, and now... Off goes the fishbowl. Let's get at her. No. Like a warrior, man. Don't doubt. They're built different out in Halifax. That's for sure. Like Morgan Barron's from. His brother's in the show, too. Jordan Barron with uh, Jordan? Justin. 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 He got with the Habs now. I knew it's not bad. Yeah, he was in the Lekkonen trade, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. From there Colorado. Yeah, there you go. So, that series... What are you thinking? Six, seven? I think the Islanders at home, man. That's a bet I'd probably sprinkle at FanDuel. That's what I'm thinking. This is going to come down to who wins game seven it, to me in Carolina because I think I think the Islanders stave off elimination again. I think they push it to seven. And then from there, woo, who knows, man? At that point, game sevens, I, I typically lean who's got the better goalie. And, I mean, Sorokin. Yep. <laughs> As a dude, he is him. I might, I might still go with my original thought, where I felt the Islanders were the had the best chance at being, a, you know, a wild card upset team. I think, I think I still feel like they're the in the best position to do it. I don't think the Jets aren't doing it. No, the Kraken. I suppose they're still. It's still possible that they could do it. 
the Florida Panthers are about to get eliminated tonight, I would imagine. And that leads uh, that leaves really the Islanders to, to, to get it done. And they have the best chance, I believe. It's going to be a fantastic game. That's that's a series where going into it, I was like, oh, it's all going to be 2-1. It's going to be, you know, kind of go by the script. But I, I'm going to be locked in here for game six. And hopefully, because I'm cheering for game sevens now. I'm cheering for game sevens. Not only because I want to see the Jets make a series, and we'll save that for our Western Conference counterparts here at Locked On NHL, but if you're going to lose stars in the playoffs, Mike, you hope it's not on their first shift in back-to-back games, especially when you end up going to double overtime and your star defense plays a minute and 40 seconds and then says, hey, five, good luck. Good luck, guys. Yeah, it's been a tough year. Tough year for the peg and the people of the peg which you know very well. Buddy, what do you think the Jets' record is in their last 10 home games in the playoffs with the whiteout? Well, I know that they got dummied by Edmonton a couple of years ago. No, nope. uh, they actually swept Edmonton. But, oh, yeah, that's right. Edmonton got dummied. They got swept by Montreal. But not that, so that year doesn't matter. Only because <laughs> okay. the stat is for the whiteout. How long have they been doing the whiteout? Well, since day one, because it started in the 90s, and I'll get right. to why. But since they since they came back, sure. But I want to know how you think their record is in the last 10 games. Based on you asking that question, I would imagine not very well. So I'm going to go ahead and say 2-8. and eight. The answer coming up next, we'll also get into the other ongoing series. You're listening to Locked On NHL. All right, guys, let me tell you about eBay Motors. The championship team is all about how each player fits in. Same with your vehicle. So parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. And for a championship team, we also want to make sure you're good to go. And over 122 million people are good to go because they know where the parts to choose from are. And you'll be back in the game in no time. So let's ride together. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. A reminder that the eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So go shop on eBay Motors. Playoffs are here. Make sure you're following Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, where you can like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, please. Like and subscribe. All right, Mike DiStefano is with me. I'm Ross Levitan. And Mike, the Winnipeg Jets have lost seven straight home playoff games in front of a crowd, and they are 1-9 and nine in the last 10. Wow. That's tough. That's right, because they're in the, the – Edmonton series, there was no whiteout because that was the bubble year. That's right. I remember someone got swept, and I took the. I, I, this is the other team who got swept in that. They also, series. they also got swept the next series, so they did yeah. the sweeping, then became swept. Yeah, yeah, I remember that being uh, a big thing. I remember they got they got Anaheim. They lost to Anaheim like a couple years before that, and oh, yeah, 2019 as well. You're thinking 2017. 
That's what I said a couple of years before that. Yeah, they got yeah, they lost to Anaheim, but... they lost in five games to St. Louis, and their one win was on the road. And their so their last playoff win in front of the whiteout was game one against Vegas, but not this game one. The time they played five years ago in 2018 conference finals. So so they yeah. won a, a home playoff game in five years. Correct. Well, with crowd, with crowd. with a crowd, with yeah. a crowd. The COVID caveat, a COVID caveat. We'll call yeah. that. The one but, uh, well, it begs the question, and we will get back to the Eastern Conference, but I find this fascinating. And I was in the whiteout. Great. It's really cool. It's very bright. You walk in, you're like, whoa. It's, it's super cool. Definitely on sports fan bucket list item. But uh, they got to either do two things. One, cancel it. Just get rid of it. Or two, ask the league if they can wear white at home because it does kind of look stupid where everyone's wearing the same color as the visitors. So it's not the league, it's it's the teams. Like they could request Vegas, hey, we want to wear white. Can you wear your road colors oh, or you wear your home home gold or whatever? And if Vegas agrees to it, they could do it. So it's not up to the league because I remember Montreal did that. They they do that often. If they're playing like a home game at the Bell Center on a Saturday, they'll request to wear a certain jersey and um like their home jersey or something like that. So I don't know. I've I've seen it where I'm pretty sure you just have to both parties, both teams just have to sign off on what jerseys you're wearing and you're good to do it. So Right, but if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, there's no way you'd sign off on that. Why no, I mean the Vegas Golden Knights aren't even giving the Winnipeg Jets proper bikes. <laughs> yeah, bikes. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> there's some broken pedals on these bikes. So I don't think they'd give them an upper upper hand and and allow them to use the jerseys that they prefer. So yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anyway. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. As are the other series ongoing. Let's uh, let's end with the best. So we'll just have a quick word here because Florida is up one nothing right now. It's game five. Boston's up 3-1. Bergeron, did he end up playing? He was out for warm-ups, and then uh, we record a podcast here. So A, we should know it, but B, um, we're doing our job by saying he is in. He's played two minutes. So Bergeron making his playoff debut. I think that one's a ticking time bomb, but Bobrovsky's in net. Hey, good on the good on the Panthers. They won. They got the win. They could have just kind of rolled over and died after how poorly they played in the first two games. And you know what? They got themselves a win, and uh, we'll see if they can make it a second. You surprised that they went with Bob's over the Lion King? Nah. Not really. I mean, he had his chance. He had he had some moments in the playoffs, but overall, you look at it and you get the two losses. Uh, very average, nine oh two save percentage. I, I don't mind it. You're it- facing elimination. You kind of it's easier to tell your owner. Yeah, we went with the guy you're paying ten million dollars to. That's a good point. Does it make Ottawa Senators fans feel good that the Lion King faded out just as quickly as uh, the Hamburglar? Oh, buddy, I thought you were going to say, does it make us feel good that Gus has had Gustafson in Minnesota, who was unreal in game one, has now had back-to-back 875 save percentage games. It's nice that the volumes turned down on how loud those people were, and it's still an awful trade. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it was like for for seven years, whenever Zabanejad did something, I would get 35 tweets. and be like, oh, we're idiots. Like, we get it. We get it. <laughs> but with this one, hey, the Lion King, I like the – hybrid style if i'm being generous we'll call it a hybrid style he was playing he kind of looked like how jack campbell was the other night where he came in he had no idea where, how, where the puck was and he hadn't played in the game a long time but you know what your job is to keep it out of the four by six and that's, that's it that's it man just keep the puck out of the net they don't care how you did it i mean 
Dominic Hasek's one of the best goaltenders of all time. I'm still not sure if he knew where the puck was half half of the game, but he just seemed to throw his body around and keep pucks out of the goal. So, uh, but obviously Lyon did not do that in the last game. So, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't all too surprised. I figured that it would come at some point if he had a bad game, and I think that classified as the last one as a tough one. So, it does make sense for them well, to do that. But you talk about how changing a goalie can impact a series. Perfect segue into Akira Schmid and the New Jersey Devils. They lose both games, lopsided scores at home. They go to Madison Square Garden and they put in Akira Schmid. What does he do? He stops a hundred and sorry, he stops all 132 minutes. I was like, why is that 32? He goes two and zero, makes 57 saves He's absolutely fantastic. Two goals against in two games. Just you couldn't ask for a better way to switch the momentum of the series. And now I'm starting to question it. I came here laughing at the New Jersey Devils last week, and they've really, they've really shut me up. Yeah, I mean, you, you came into what was it five one games one and two, and it was kind of all Rangers. And at that point, you're like, okay, they're definitely they've won both games uh, at home. Now they're going back to MSG. Like they should be able to, at minimum, leave with a split, be up three one. Things should be, uh, you know, they should be happy. Nope. Then they put in this Akira Schmid kid. He's been unbelievable. He's allowed one goal each in both of those games. Like he just he's been crazy good so far for. The New Jersey Devils taking over for Vitek Vanacek. And, um, you know, they're starting to score some goals themselves. One goal was not going to get it done uh, if you're the New Jersey Devils. But now they're starting to get a couple of goals here in these games. And I don't know. We'll see how long Akira Schmid can keep the puck out of the net. I'm not sure, you know, we're going to see a Lion King-esque run like we did at the end of the regular season out of the Schmid fella. But, uh, I mean, he should definitely be. Is that what you're naming the run, the Schmid fella? The Schmied fella, yeah, we're gonna call it the Schmied fella run. Sure, why not? Um, I don't know. What, how else can we can we call it? Like, I don't know. Uh, the Schmied, I don't know. The Schmied fella is what we're gonna call him. Yeah, from here yeah. on out. We'll Maybe the next neutral. show we'll come up with something. In honor of his Swiss heritage, we'll keep it neutral and not give him any crazy nicknames here. But man, he he'll earn a nickname if he keeps playing like this. Trey Matthews oh. with on Devils. We'll have more on that. So. You think that they're they're going to go seven as well? I'm just praying for all these sevens, but the Rangers are like my last hope at FanDuel for an Eastern Conference championship, please. Um, so if they could please, please, please do that, that would be great. Yeah, I think this is going seven, but I still got belief in that the Rangers will close it out and get it done. Like I said, it's, it's a fun story these last couple of games, but eventually it does seem like the flame tends to go out on these types of stories. Like Sometimes you get a Jordan Bennington situation, I guess, but – that's almost a once in a once in a generation, once in a decade type of story where someone comes out of nowhere and helps you uh, along to a Stanley Cup championship. But I'm not sure if I'm feeling the vibe there from Schmid. Great couple games, but I think eventually the Rangers will figure it out. It's, you know, Patty Kane, Showtime, he'll figure it out. Tarasenko, Zibanejad. I mean, they've got so many guys who can put the puck in the back of the net. They've got the best goaltender. Uh, in that series by far, and Igor Shosturkin, and he'll clearly keep the puck out of the net himself. And, uh, you know, they got an all-world defensive corps. So, honestly, I think that the Rangers will figure it out and end this thing. Probably will go seven, though. I think they win tonight, and then maybe they can win it at MSG in game six. But six or seven, I think the Rangers are still going to take the series. Locked on Rangers host 
John Chick will be fired up to hear that. Hey, Mike, what's coming up on Locked on Leafs? You guys getting ready for a big one tomorrow. You got the extra day off in your series. Uh, how's the vibes going with you and David? What's new on the show? It's good, man. Well, yesterday we were pondering what the decision will be from Sheldon Keefe. We weren't sure. He said he'll take the day to figure out if he's going to play Michael Bunting. He's coming off his suspension. So today's show was all about, uh, you know, making our case for why or why he shouldn't be inserted. Well, we have the answer. Today at practice, Michael Bunting uh, was skating as an, as, uh, as an extra. And Sheldon Keefe came out afterwards and said, not going to be playing in game five. But that's not the end of Michael Bunting. So tomorrow's show, we'll be kind of dissecting that decision and, you know, dissecting the comments of Sheldon Keefe and then previewing what to expect uh, out of the Maple Leafs in Game 5 with a chance to advance. Best of luck, buddy. I, I won't be as mad as I should. Well, one, because I was in grade six the last time they won a series. It's about time. I will be upset that I, will, I won't be able to say – they went 20 years. Like 20 is just such a nice round number that I hope they get to. It's been 19 now, but Hey, you guys owe Kyle Dubas a whole hell of a lot of thanks for that Ryan O'Reilly trade. If they do come through, because like you said, the way that this series has gone, it's probably leaned a little bit in Tampa's favor. Now, Andre Vasilevsky has been probably average at best, but you needed big goals and who else but Ryan O'Reilly to tie the game there late the other night. And he's just been incredible. And then the whipping boy, Morgan Riley, scores in overtime. Like It really does feel like those are the types of things that get a team over a hump. Alex Kerfoot, another whipping boy in this market. So many people believe he shouldn't even be in the lineup. What's he doing out on the ice? Everybody was saying about 10 seconds before he got the deflection and the game-winning goal. I kid you not. I was with someone who said that before the game, the, the goal happened. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good run for the Maple Leafs, but it's not done yet. You know, Austin Matthews, even minutes after winning game four and extending the lead to, to 3-1, even said, look, it's not done yet. You know, we've won three games before. The fourth one's the hardest to get, and they'll try it uh, tomorrow night in game five at Scotiabank Arena. Well, enjoy that, my man. It'll be well-deserved if the Leafs can come through. I'll either I'll vibe or I'll vent with it, maybe a bit of both, uh, as I do appreciate the uh, heartache that that market has endured over the years. Well, for more on that, go to Locked On Leafs. Reminder, Locked On NHL is five days a week. Local experts on the biggest stories. For now, we pass it over to Thursday and power rankings. For today, we say goodbye. For Mike DiStefano from Locked On Maple Leafs, I'm Ross Levitan from Locked On Senators, and that's been another edition of the Battle of Ontario Eastern Conference Roundup here on Locked On NHL. It's your team every day.